And it's Katie, and welcome to Classically Whack Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. How's it going, Delaney? It's going fine, sister. <laughs> okay, unenthused. And <laughs> not convincing at all. Well, the other day in my lesson, I couldn't convince my teacher that <laughs> the thing I was playing was a major, so... <laughs> Well, that's why it's the time of the semester where teachers start getting petty. Right. <laughs> like, I can't. Yeah, you know, at this part, it's not really discernible whether or not it's a major or minor. I was like, wow. <laughs> but you know what? I listened back to the tape and at least he ain't lied in my face. So <laughs> that's it. I was playing Bartok for Mr. Taylor. <laughs> and he was like, okay, all this was fine. And then there was that one part, you just went off the deep end. And I was like, <laughs> not the deep end. <laughs> You know it's trifling when you be laughing at yourself. Like I'm like, while you were right, right. I mean, because the intonation was, you know, where I don't mm. impeccable, probably. <laughs> me Pe- impeccable intonation. Mm-hmm. If I had impeccable intonation, you wouldn't be able to tell me anything. <laughs> like I don't want to talk about it. I just I'm pressed. Uh, pre screenings are due. Um, and I'm breathing hard. <laughs> But you know what? This too shall pass, and we're going to pull right on through. All right. <laughs> you got news for us? Sure do, sister. Um, news this week comes in the form of an article that had been floating around um, about... Well, the title of the article had me looking sideways, but it says a rediscovered African-American female composer gets a publisher. So this process is not really rediscovered. We've been new, but but you know what? I'm happy because somebody is publishing. Her music has been rediscovered recently. She has an archive. Maybe they're talking about things that weren't published. <laughs> Maybe they're, but I don't know why they would use rediscovered. Maybe no, but you know what? She has known works that they knew she wrote, but they weren't published. So maybe they're those pieces. Okay. Because I've been planning that Black History Month recital for Black composers, and there are so many composers. There are composers where their entire um, everything that they wrote says unpublished. So many pieces. Yeah, I'm, that is true. Especially now, I'm thinking because I looked through Florence Price's archives a couple of years ago, and um. A lot of it's like, where do you even find this? Well, I think if I don't remember, I don't want to lie to y'all, but I think um, her daughter or something runs the archive and like you can contact her and whatever and go look at her stuff. But I don't think a lot of her stuff is published at all. Her yeah. symphony number one is. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, but she has a piano concerto that is going to be uh, performed soon um, by... Aaron Deal. I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. In the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra. Okay. Is Aaron Black? I have no idea. Mm. I don't know. That, that <laughs> last name like not that. looking. That'd be cool though if it was by a black pianist. There's, yeah. there's plenty of black pianists. Yeah, right. Stuart Goodyear, the one who just he just released like an album. I meant to say that uh, he released an album recently. Really? Yeah, I think some Beethoven piano sonatas or something like that. Stuart Goodyear, right? Okay, if you want your, if you don't care for your edges no more, you can go ahead and listen to him. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what? He's amazing, right? Right, because I remember seeing him with a uh, Gateways uh, Festival Orchestra. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to hear some of her, some of her unpublished works because mm-hmm. that that's a whole other episode talking about talking about black composers and how many i, I had the whole encyclopedia the mm-hmm. newest volume of the encyclopedia of black composers and so many of them were unpublished mm-hmm. 
It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, The next piece of news I have is an article um, from, it's on medium.com, but it's about the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra's talent development program. Um, and it's highlighting uh, their their 25 uh, year anniversary. Oh, that's incredible. Right. Um, and they've been developing middle and high school Atlanta area musicians of African-American Latino heritage um, for careers as professional <laughs> classical musicians and has helped nurture nearly 100 young musicians to earn admission into the nation's top music schools. So they out here. They've had some like some really, mm-hmm. really uh, amazing alumni. Yeah, from that's what program. I'm saying. Isn't Drew Alexander Ford an alumni of that program? Or am I lying? I, I don't know. I know, I think Xavier Foley is. Which... Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I tell you, when I tell you I did a master class with him, he was like, you know, you just don't really have to worry so much about technique. I'm like, you don't have to worry so much about technique. Meanwhile, over here in mere mortal world. Right. The, the rest of us who got to uh, play scales every day or uh, we don't know where our fingers go. When I tell you, like, I, the bass to him was like an extension of his body. Like, it's not even like. You know, mm-hmm. it just works. And I'm just like, what? Like, not to say he don't work hard, but still, like, he's just so talented. It's ridiculous. But, um, and another, uh, they highlight one of their alumni in this article, um, Kari Joyner, who's a cellist. I think he was in New World. That sounds familiar. I'm not going to be on here lying, though. Right. Um, but he, um, oh, okay. He's, um, pursuing his doctoral degree at Juilliard. You better. Right. Exactly. Um, they also highlight harpist Angelica Harrison. She is one of only a few young African-American harpists um, into the leadership of Challenge the Stats, which is an organization devoted to finding tangible solutions toward a more equitable arts field. Hmm, I've never heard of that. But um, she's also she's also directing the Urban Youth Harp Ensemble. So out here doing big things. Just saw my on here line, Drew Alexander Ford did indeed go through oh, that program, did. which makes oh, a lot of sense right mm-hmm. exactly um and and their last uh alumni that they highlighted stanford thompson and he graduated in uh, 2005 and he is um a professional trumpeter and he's also serving as an executive director the executive director of play on philly this is the guy from the from the uh, documentary oh that's amazing yeah that's him that's amazing Right, so they're celebrating their twenty-five, uh, the twenty-fifth anniversary. So that's gonna be amazing, and uh, congrats <coughs> to them for doing all this great work. Exactly, right. that's incredible. Congrats to you guys and anyone who works with that agency. Right, and their and um, their alumni. Yeah, and their uh, by the way, their twenty-fifth anniversary <coughs> concert is at February 9th at uh, Atlanta Symphony Hall. And we're moving on to intermission. Okay, so this week for intermission, um, I have, we're going to play a little game called, it's not really a game, but whatever, um, Unpopular Opinions. Um, every once in a while, I post like an unpopular opinion on my Instagram story, and it's usually, I get met with people yelling at me like, what? I'm like, extremely unpopular. Anyway, so I thought I would ask you some unpopular opinions about just like, regular stuff um let's start let's start easy first what's an unpopular opinion so this in case you don't understand what this means like okay so say for example like everyone loves peanut butter and jelly Mm -hmm. right but 
you think it's trash. I do. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> peanut butter trash. and jelly? See, look, yeah. I feel like we're going to disagree by the end of this. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly? What? Especially, especially with strawberry jelly? <laughs> Yo, anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> it's something that people normally love that you are like, you don't like it. Okay, so mm-hmm. speaking of food, let's start with food. Um, what's an unpopular opinion you have about food? I have two. Wow. Um, <laughs> so the first one, it's probably going to make some of y'all mad, especially black people. Seafood is going to be a, an absolute no for me. But that's different because aren't you allergic? Yeah, I was going to say it's a little bit different because I'm allergic to shellfish. But even even if I'm, because I've had shellfish, mm-hmm. so I know I'm allergic, even though it definitely runs in my family. Multiple family members are allergic. But what about crab legs was looking good to y'all? Okay, listen, I, before I went vegan, I used to stand for crab, crab legs. Who was looking crab legs they're first of all they're so creepy looking they all pointy and long okay well you bust that joint open you dip okay. it in butter okay but who was looking at a crab walking and be like mm, give me some of that <laughs> what <laughs> they all ugh, they look like little <laughs> they look like little monsters what about that looks good to y'all they they creep me out they are, crabs are creepy like they're really really good imagine that walking and they walks on the side too they be, they be, <laughs> i don't even want to think of <laughs> the little thing that be waddling <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Mm-mm. Seafood, but seafood in general, I eat salmon sometimes. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and then I used to eat like fried catfish. I don't really anymore. But um, that's a no for me. And then another thing that I was I was looking at last night, and I just don't understand what made y'all. Here you go. <laughs> what made y'all stray so far from God's life, God's light? I mean, to make a sweet potato into a fry oh <gasps> sweet potato fry are you joking what is wrong with are you, you guys what is sweet potato fries with some barbecue sauce what go is, what is wrong with you <laughs> what <laughs> so first of all sweet potatoes are heavenly and sent from above and i just don't understand Especially them white joints a japanese white. sweet potato oh, i don't know about it Listen, but you haven't had a sweet potato yeah. yet white japanese sweet potato i don't know what that is it's, it's, heard like, of that. it's normal it's not like a you you ain't got to go to the I back of the heard, t- i've yeah. never seen one but i just don't understand why you guys took a sweet potato and threw dirt directly onto its name it's, they are so what is there not to like about sweet potato fries i also understand sweet potatoes are not meant to be eaten that way there's a lot of things that we eat the way that we're not supposed to eat them. i guess and that's one of them <laughs> if you go, if you're gonna fry a fry you might as well fry that sweet potato i think a regular potato you might as well fry a uh, sweet potato but they sweet and then they be mixing with the sweet and the savory they just, exactly it don't work for sweet potatoes for me it just doesn't i think that's i think that's a very very unpopular opinion mm-hmm. well it's just gonna have to be because some joints nasty okay and an unpopular opinion that i have especially among the blacks is Uh-oh. oh ugh. <laughs> i think watermelon is trash oh i didn't think that you were gonna say this one i thought you were gonna say the other one but um <laughs> i mean i can say that one too but we could start with watermelon okay. i mean if i'm at if at my, my grandma's house and like she's raving about the perfect watermelon she done found and oh my god it's so sweet and blase blase i might try to look corn of it but i feel like it's such a pointless fruit fruit i just rather have a glass of water because it's, it's like all it's just, I, it's I pointless that. i get that but if you have one that tastes good it's a little okay how rare all right well darn watermelon season all right let me ask you this here you go do y'all eat watermelon with salt and pepper on it and pepper <laughs> And pepper. I've heard of salt and pepper. Okay, you wishing it was chicken. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> You're the only one. And let me find out y'all doing that too. And Pepper? Yeah. No. First of all, <laughs> well, you know, it's like you can't season. Like, you know, you know how if you eat a chip bag, you can't put seasoning on the chip bag and eat the chip bag. Like, watermelon's already trash. So there's not oh. much you can do to this. Is... Trash? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, my second unpopular opinion. Well, I don't think it's actually unpopular. I just think you and Jason don't like it. No. No, because there are plenty of people with common sense who mayonnaise is so good. But I don't think <laughs> literally the puke is on the brim of my sauce. I just right don't now. think that's unpopular. That's why I didn't say it. Like a lot of people, black and white, like mayonnaise. I it, just, I just hope that we don't lose any, any, <laughs> any to listeners. The main, the my main concern when I went vegan was what am I going to do about mayonnaise? Like, it's like, what am I going to do? Like The right thing and never eat it again. <laughs> but then, and that's, I've tried lots of disgusting vegan mayo. But then I found my two go-tos, Just Mayo and the Hel- Hillman's has a vegan mayo. You couldn't even tell. Oh my, this is, let's move on before Delaney vomits over his mic. Um, unpopular opinion about Eastman. Wow. A minefield. Literally a minefield. <laughs> hey, Jay Moon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I can go first. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Okay, everyone uh, <laughs> adding me when I walk to class. <laughs> um, I don't think theory is that bad here. Now, I will say that the grades that I have in theory, which none of y'all will see because that's my business. Um, reflects the fact that my admissions letter said viola performance. So I will not be spending hours and hours and hours trying to figure out what a trimodular block is. That's not what I will be doing. However, I just don't think it's like this terrible thing. I learned a lot. Teachers are fantastic. Um, So that's probably an unpopular opinion I have because I could feel a lot of the Eastman students right now with a (laughs) leaning in looking at me it depends on what because also i'm also a grad student yeah and then some people learn from theory tas which is not the same thing i learned from theory tas yeah but i'm saying like um not everybody has a good ta mm-hmm. um people who, who know how to teach and also i'm i struggle with saying things that are not hard for people because different things are hard for different people so right. if somebody nobody's gonna tell me you're not gonna tell me what's hard and what's exactly hard. like oh such and such not that hard it's hard to me exactly <laughs> like our skills is very hard to me <clears throat> it's so hard to mm-hmm. me like i can't i'll listen we're not even gonna get into that um but that was gonna be probably one of my i don't know if that's an unpopular opinion though um because a lot of people say like that our skills it's not that hard. It's easier for some people. Mm-hmm. It's much, much harder for me. Mm-hmm. And also because <clears throat> here's here's an unpopular opinion. It's kind of specific. Melodic dictation is way harder than bass dictation. That is such that is <laughs> that is such a bass player thing to say. Well, literally, <laughs> bass dictation. I'd be like, all right, these, these are my people. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. I, got all, I got all them pitches. You give me a melodic dictation. I'm like, what is those notes that up there? Hilarious. I don't understand. That is so funny. I cannot follow no melody. They'd be like, what scale? Degree? Listen, you could throw any number out there, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> hey, flat seven. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, right. Start on flat seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> That I'm like that uh, that diminished chord. They were like, sis, that was a C major chord. Let's move on. Okay. Um, unpopular opinion about a composer. 
those of y'all and you're gonna agree with me on this i'm sure yeah i'm i'm and i'm glad yeah at least we agree on one thing finally those of y'all who are out there standing wc <gasps> why was that mine <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it sis because me personally i don't like feeling in orbit when <laughs> when i listen like i just don't get it i don't I just don't understand. <laughs> like, WC is, he, I'm not gonna say he's trash, because that's not fair. <laughs> La Mer? When I no, saw we playing La Mer next semester. God be with you. I don't know nothing about it. Well, not that I don't know anything about it. I played an excerpt from it, but I don't really, like, know it, know it like that. Because I remember they played at the music festival I was at over the summer. I was not present for that concert. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I can't, I guess Claire DeLune is okay. He wrote that right. Like I just <laughs> wow. Like Prelude to the Afternoon of Fawn. We played that junk last year. Like I just I don't. I, I just don't want any parts of what he has to say. <laughs> I just don't understand the fascination. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm sure like some of y'all for for any any reason that's unknown to me don't like Tchaikovsky. I can't see why. Right. But just so keep that energy when you can't see why I don't like WC. I just can't get. I cannot get with it. I just. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, know. I just like having a pulse. You know, in direction right. and like what day it is, right? You know, exactly. It's like basic. But you know, WC is like when you wake up from a long nap. You got the the print a pillow on your face. <laughs> Literally, you don't know where you at. <laughs> right. What and, time it is? But it's like you know how when you jump up from one of them naps, you like jump up. WC is like it's like one of them dreams you have where like you can't wake up. You know exactly what WC is like. You remember on SpongeBob when Squidward was alone and he was in that white little realm and he said alone and it would just echo in a different. Th- that's exactly what WC is. <laughs> Literally. That's how you feel while you dream it and you wake right. up and you got that mm. all in your face and <laughs> you don't know where you at and you feel like you can't move. You WC. Flo- you flo- float in an atmosphere. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, what about, let's do a couple more. Um, an unpopular opinion about practicing. <laughs> Why your face look like that? <laughs> a popular opinion is that do not be trifling. <laughs> Literally, the way you're fixing your mouth. I don't know. I don't. But I can't really tell if this is an, is a, if it's an unpopular opinion or not because I don't talk to people about practicing because that's my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't usually use the p word if I'm you know just out and about. Is that what I mean? Right, because I don't want to ruin my mood. That's probably yeah. already not the best, anyways. And I like being happy. And <laughs> right. Just, As of right now, never mind. Um, go ahead. Um, a practice journal will help you if you if you, if you uh, use it the way that's right for you. There's no one. I feel like there's no one way to do it. And if you play around with it, that did wonders for me. That's an unpopular opinion that you. Do I don't practice know. Journal? It depends. It would not. It depends on the way that you yeah. use it. I feel like some people think like, cause I used to think that a practice journal, because we used to have practice logs. That a practice log is the most raggedy thing. It's, I feel like that's it's, yeah, it's a little different. Yo, yo, public school teacher gave you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's practice, a rookie mistake, though. I would never suck. give my kids a, pra- a practice log. First of all, I ain't gonna put my mom out there, but you know what's sign anything. If, if if I was if I timed it right. Okay, me practice it for 40 hours every day. <laughs> she just signed that junk before she dropped me off. Like, I'm not giving my students a practice log. Right. For what? Mm-hmm. I might ask my students. I want. I have, I have one of my students who do, does not practice. To, she needs to tell me what days she practiced on. Just so I can, because I'm trying to see some. You know, like, like her, la- her lesson's on Tuesday, and her, her, the last day that she'll practice is, like, Sunday. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, you've gone, and now you're fumbling. You don't remember what it looked like. Right. You know? 
Um, my unpopular opinion about practicing is not really about practicing. It's kind of like about, I think rosin. I just don't like rosin. Like I, and I know that sound dumb cause you need rosin, but I just do not use it. Um, and yet you still got that big old sound. How you do that? Shut, shut up. I literally, first of all, I try to, when I play in the studio, I try not to make Miss Taylor peep my bow because he'll literally rosin it in front of everybody for like 40 consecutive minutes. So now <laughs> you, you over here now he's like, cause he, he stands for rosin. So now you playing and there's a hole in the ozone layer because he done put so much, there's so much cloud around you. Um, and then also I literally, I put a little swipe one, two, and then I wait for that joint to feel like connect on braiding hair before wow. I put any more rosin on it. Wow. Like, I just yeah, don't you like still rosin. you got that big old sound. No, I have a yes, okay you, sound. No, you said yourself that you have a big sound. It can be booming, yes, depending mm-hmm. on the room. It, no, not depending on the room. Okay, let's move on. We was on. in a regular, regular classroom, just, sis. Can we just move and on? And second of all, wow. I get told I get told to use more rosin a lot. And mm-hmm. I feel like I we be using more rosin. I think because it's dry here right now. And I just don't like the way too much rosin feels under my sti- under my in my hands. It's just weird. I'm really weird about that. I was in this one rosin. I literally like when your bow gets stuck because you know some of the rosin be like be like super glue. Mm-hmm. But I get told to. I, I've had like four consecutive people tell me to use more rosin. Really. <laughs> I mean, I I just don't like the way it feels. Um, okay, one more. Uh, give me an unpopular opinion about a symphony. Mm. Maybe you should go first. Oh, I had one, but I don't remember it. Brahms two is trash. I mean, it's just such a, in comparison to Brahms one, and then Brahms three. <gasps> Brahms three. What? And then and then Brahms four, and then Brahms two. Wow! <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> like I just I don't know. I don't. Why would um? I think trash is hard because I stand for Brahms because he gave us two viola concertos. Mm, you gave us a killer in that concerto, but whatever. <laughs> you gave us really good chamber music. Symphony symphonic writing is good, but I just. I can't get into Brahms too. Okay, so I now remember my <clears throat> my opinion about a symphony. Beethoven five is not overrated. I don't think it's overrated, and I only think it's overplayed if you overplay it. I agree with that. Yeah, people be like, it's like I don't hear Beethoven five everywhere, and every now and then I sit down and listen to it, and the junk goes. Nah, I don't do that. I won't listen to Beethoven five. Mm, well. I think it goes. And um, not to say that other people don't, but everybody be like, it's so overplayed. Is it you know? I, I just don't think it's overplayed. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, I get it. It's one of the most popular. And, like, a lot of people who are not musicians will recognize Beethoven 5. Mm-hmm. But this it's a whole symphony. It's not just dun 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 Exactly. Okay, me adding wow. one in there. Wow, adding a note. My, my tongue skipped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm weird about Beethoven symphonies. I While I enjoy them, I'd rather play them instead of listen to them. So I'm not, if I'm queuing up my Spotify, I'm not going to play the Beethoven. I don't listen to five and nine. And I don't listen, I listen to nine when I'm like, need to pass time. If I'm like on a drive. You, or, listen, to the sim- you listen to classical music on a drive? That's weird to me. Or on a plane. I listen to nine because I know like, okay, I listen to the symphony all the way through. We mm-hmm. hour or five minutes into this flight. <laughs> um, if you have any unpopular opinions about the stuff that we said, we love to hear them. Make sure you comment below. Um, and we're moving on.
All right, y'all. So this week we're going to be talking about a topic that heavily influenced the start of this podcast. Black people not talking to each other in white dominated spaces. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're just going to be talking about our experiences with that issue and, you know, how it's influenced us and why we think that that is like why we think that this is an issue and what makes people not want to talk to other black people around them but it blows my mind right what okay it's that's late. what y'all doing <laughs> Look, i ain't here to judge but i'm here to judge because wow <laughs> <laughs> just, i am kidding i ain't judging nobody but these raggedy notes okay <laughs> anyway now that we're back on topic <laughs> <laughs> all right katie can you remind us a little bit about your background um studying music and what your interactions have been like with black people in the field yeah so I didn't really notice like how like okay I think from the beginning I knew I was like one of few just because like when I was in high school I was the only black person in symphony orchestra I mean like the the black people were in string orchestra and that was lit like I took string orchestra my what (laughs) that's when I met like Nikki that's when I met Erica like string orchestra was always lit it was the black people that like parents say you playing violin until you graduate high school so my senior year I was like oh I would take that too so I like <laughs> I, I play violin in the string orchestra but in symphony orchestra that was fun too and it was first violin we played whole pack I was, 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 I was <laughs> but um versatile not versatile you have to read treble clef to play viola you still defensive right anyway back on track like you said um but in symphony orchestra i was in symphony orchestra as a freshman so i was the only black person that's not true i forgot about eugene but after eugene left i was the only black person in there from my sophomore to my senior year so i was kind of used to being one of only i was used to not interacting with black people in that space except for like string orchestra my senior year but because it was in the high school environment i never really was like oh this is separate you know what i'm saying like I was it was a part of school you know and then I went I went to my classes or whatever I had my black friends there so I was because it was high school it was just never like we not seeing black people and not interacting like I don't even if we all know you be like hey what up though you know it's like it's (laughs) it's not whatever so when I got to undergrad and I I it was different because I was still like one of the only but it wasn't it was different because like the three black people that were there when I got there were both grad students and like I talk to underclassmen now here at Eastman like it's not that's not something I think about but to understand why I wasn't running around with those two makes a lot of sense because it's like I'm not you're not gonna really hang out with freshmen I talk to freshmen here but talking and like hanging out are like I think two different things so the that's my really my background this this whole issue really came up when we got to Eastman but that and it has nothing to do with Eastman it's just I think I don't well I don't really know what's wrong with y'all but (laughs) (laughs) but uh, how about you Delaney what's your remind us of your background so we we can put this conversation in context so it's kind of the same in, in that I've never really noticed it until I got to Eastman but that's mostly just because I was around nothing but black people anyway. Hey, <laughs> right. lit, lucky, right. <laughs> lit from from birth. Right, <laughs> right. But um, I don't know, cause in even in a orchestral setting, like 
I learned how to play music in Yola, and that's all Hispanic or black people is based, like, in an area that's all Hispanic and black people. Mm -hmm. Um, I was an inner city youth orchestra of Los Angeles. It's literally an orchestra of all black people. There's probably, like, two people in the orchestra that are not black. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, I don't know, like, it was still, it was like the, I'm, I'm, I don't want to use a, I don't want to use a word that's like, oh, we, it was a ratchet orchestra. But, like, we was lit during orchestra break. We was like, what y'all out there doing in the end? Like, <laughs> like, like, it was still, like, we were dummy black. Like, right, still, right. you know, playing our instruments. But we were still, like, out here late on orchestra break. Like, mm-hmm. so it was it's always been sort of like yeah me and my black friends and even when i the only place that i had that was a little bit different was um my high school my high school was not overwhelmingly white it was very diverse Mm -hmm. like it was just everybody um but i was like there were like barely any any black people in orchestra most of the black people were like in theater and dance department right right but I never really noticed that I was the only black person there. Mm-hmm. It just it, it didn't feel weird to me, probably because I passed black people in the hallways all the time. Oh, exactly. And I, I my, agree. Yeah. And my other black friends were singers mm-hmm. or something. So there were black people in the music department. Right. Um, but I also have been to I had been to some summer festivals in which there were like no black people. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say it started before Eastman. But that's a little bit different because we were young. Like I was like 12. Right. So I wasn't that's, really that's like. Different. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was still different. Like I wasn't really, even though my mom was down in my ear talking about represent, like mm-hmm. I for you know other black people. It still wasn't. I didn't really understand the importance of talking to other black people mm-hmm. as much as I do now. So, I mean, according to my background, like it, it really hadn't even been an issue until coming to Eastman. Um. So we talked. We both said like, okay, when we got to Eastman, when's the first time you noticed like yo is it like am i invisible like is there something on my face why y'all like not because i know you know i'm dummy short so i'm like i can't be that short all right, right. like what is the first time right. you notice like i know katie four foot seven are you done <laughs> i am five feet and a half of an inch all right okay. flex right flex <laughs> no and i'm still look i could be short small but mighty i'll get you by your ankle what I you finna do gonna say that what I you mean. finna do <laughs> Nothing. You ain't finna do nothing. All right. Okay. Let's relax. <laughs> let me relax. All right. right. <laughs> nobody do nothing to you. Catch <laughs> <laughs> my ankles. Like dang. <laughs> okay. But um, when's the first time you noticed Delaney? Right. Um, something weird about folks over in this neck of the woods. You, it does not matter whether you have talked to them before or not. They will look straight through. I don't get. I really do not like I will walk there have been times where it has been no not another soul on the sidewalk but me and that other person who I have spoken to before and they will look straight past me like they didn't see me that and I blows my mind and I'll be looking right at them like like an owl with my <laughs> neck turned all the way around like just waiting when you gonna shut notice me? up because <laughs> you know I'm here right like, right it's it's crazy to me that people do that um and you know i came here seeking uh seeking out a black community but you know having so you first messed up wow (laughs) (laughs) i mean i didn't i mean that's not why i came here but i'm saying like when i got here i was like so how can i get involved with the black people yeah i get it yeah yeah. because i went 
to look at BSU, but to be in University of Rochester BSU as an Eastman student is, it's very like time consuming and and it just doesn't work out with our schedule because their classes are set up different. Right. It's stuff on a whole other campus, the bus schedule, like it just doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I came here thinking that that's what I was going to do and it didn't work out and then had literally nothing to fall back on mm-hmm. because because that's what was happening with all the other black people that I, I didn't really know any of them personally, but the ones that I had even spoken to, most of them didn't even were like we're not trying to be engaged with me mm-hmm. at all there was some where we were you know we talk a little bit but it, even that took some time mm-hmm. to to come to fruition but <clears throat> what about you when was the first time you noticed well because of my experience in undergrad and because of my experience in high school I came to Eastman with zero expectation especially now that um it's like oh now we up at echelon like this is Eastman <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I'm like I ain't gonna be nobody here and I got here. First of all, shout out to Richard. I freaking saw him at the. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think about it. I saw him at the theory placement exam. He did mine too. But you know, he was taking it because oh. we came in together. Oh, I see. So I saw him at the theory placement. Exam. I'm like, why? Who is this dude with headphones on in the theory who didn't take them off? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And I was like, hey, yo, whatever, whatever. But like, he swears up until this day he ain't seen me. I'm like, but lie, you, know you lie like a rug. But then you said the same thing about me. I feel like you okay, the common we can, denominator. We, we, we not there yet, <laughs> but we gonna get there. So and then literally, I didn't see Richard again until like last year, because <laughs> Richard be Richard is sparse, sparse. <laughs> um, so that's like, so I didn't really whatever. There is some another student that I came in with, and I was like, oh, I'm coming in with a black person. Like we gonna be lit, blase, blase. And let's just say it just didn't work out. Um, and it, it was really weird to me. Like we wouldn't, we would never hang out and let's, let me be clear with something, right? I'm a person that enjoys my own company. I could be at the house chilling on my phone on Instagram. That's like where you would normally find me. Fix your face, Delaney. That's where you would normally find me. Um, on my couch on Instagram. So whatever. I'm not I'm not expecting anyone to talk to me. I'm not demanding anyone to talk to me. I'm not expecting anyone to talk to me. I'm just saying like I thought I came with another black person. I'm like, okay, good, we're gonna be lit. And it just didn't work out. So that's probably the first real time I noticed. And then one day, y'all, I was walking to class. It was like October and I saw Delaney and I was like, Oh, I didn't know there's another black girl that went here. Like, oh, okay, lit, we lit. Like let's turn up. So I looked at her because I'm from the Midwest. So in the Midwest, like you look at people, you smile. You're not gonna, you're not gonna put me out here and because that's I fine. smile at people on the sidewalk. And that's fine, all but I'm just telling you what happened on this day. So I walk into class and I saw Delaney and I smiled at her. Literally looked the other way, kept going. I would it. never do that. And that's, that's fine. Why. You probably just don't recall. No, I like I literally would never do that to somebody. I mean, I maybe you didn't see me. Maybe you didn't see me smile at you. I don't know how you couldn't see me. We're literally the only two black people on the sidewalk. But you see how the same exact thing happened with Richard, and you see who the common denominator is. You're not gonna put. You're not gonna have this on me. First of all, Richard is aloof. That's the first thing. Well, Secondly, you I can see it played back in my head right now. You literally look. Well, the there other have been way. several scientific studies that show that memory is and a, not very not this faulty. memory. Well, hmm, we don't know about that, but you know. I'm just saying, like <laughs> I don't I don't know. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think that was a day not not you specifically, but that's kind of when I was like. 
You saying I'm the one that put okay. this Okay, you see how she just like, I literally just said not you specifically. You, I you, literally you, just you, said not you. you, you so podcast that. over. <laughs> no, but you sprinkled that on top so you can be like, oh yeah, not you specifically, but you specifically. Did. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah. Anyway, I'm just saying around that time, how about that? See? <laughs> I'm just playing. But okay, fine. I just decided no one, no one involved since Delaney's so sensitive i was just like okay this is what we doing like this is literally it like i, I didn't and now meanwhile we had a time adam was here shout out to black excellence um there was a cut there was a couple of black vocalists we got black conductors here and i'm like i guess we just all doing our own thing right. like I, I literally i was like okay I, if that's what y'all want to do like that's what we could do dang so why do you think that is that people don't want to talk to other black people when they're in places like this I, I personally think, um, first of all, I talked to one of the professors who was on the diversity chair, um, here, diversity chair, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Okay, multiple people on one chair. <laughs> okay, sitting on top of each other. <laughs> uh, uh, I talk- <laughs> I talked to one of the professors that was on the diversity committee here at Eastman. And he was like, people just rather hang out with the instruments. And I was like, what? Oh, pretty awesome. And then I thought about it. I'm like, okay. It's, I guess people want to, instead of going out of your way to be with the blacks, you rather just hang out with your own people. Now, listen, I actually really like my viola studio. The studio has changed a lot since I came here. I ain't going to say too much, but it's gotten, stop. It's <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like my studio. I didn't. I also liked it when I came in, but right now it's just like I, I'm really liking it. However, I don't hang out with nan one of them violas. I just don't. It's like, you know what? Like to me, it's like I don't want to talk about bar talk with you. Now I will say, my shout out to Cindy. I love Cindy. I hang out with Cindy all the time. Cindy saves my life a lot of times too you know what i'm saying so i don't but city's probably the only violist i hang out with and not by choice but it's like people you you're like you're drawn towards i'm not drawn towards the violas i'm just i'm just not there's other people i'm also a grad student so in the violas in my specific studio out of the 20 of us i'm one of i'm one of four or five grad students so meanwhile there's like 80 grad students in at eastman or 100 grad students at eastman so my people aren't even in my studio so i'm gonna seek out the people i hang out with regularly besides the black people here at eastman are graduate students that i came in with i hang out with music ed mm. music ed people so it's like i i can see i can see what he's saying i'm like when i look at my friend group before we started this like what we doing with the black people it was like okay i hang out with besides the viola i hang out with music ed you know what i'm saying i hang out with with grad students so you you rather hang out with like like things that like people want to hang out with their instruments, you mm-hmm. know. So that's like my that's the only that's the only theory. Also, it's the it's the thing about I guess people don't want to be seen talking to the other only other black person in the room. I'm more than fine. I just it, to me I feel like I don't know where that comes from. I don't I don't know I don't know if it's some type of like self hate thing. I'm just gonna be real. Mm-hmm. Like you don't because like. 
because I've, I've talked to I was talking to my aunt about this one time actually about people not wanting to be seen talking to them like, why not right. because because when you see white people talking to each other you see Asians talking to each other Hispanics talking to each other like you're not like oh there goes some Asians again talking to each other like what mm-hmm. you don't like I feel like what's what's wrong with that there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that and it's like for black people it's like oh i gotta i'm, I'm not gonna speak like why people got all these all these things that are embedded in their in in just the way that they think about what a group of black people gathering mm-hmm. yeah. and talking to each other means or indicates you know mm-hmm. so i feel like people are already on alert looking at yeah. it, looking at it sideways when we all grouped up and y'all could just mind your business. You really could. It's 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 easy. It's free. I do it every single day. You, your edge will keep flourishing if you mind your own business. <laughs> I mean, I could honestly be the spokesperson for minding your business. I mean, I'm, I am like I will do that. <laughs> I, I am an advocate for minding your business. I think it's I think it's good. Right. I think um it's sustainable. Right. Classically Black Podcast is actually officially endorsing minding your own business on this episode. Listen, y'all heard it here first. Mind your business. <laughs> Um, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand like all that, like embedded, like self hate, like, oh, I'm not talking to only the black person because of, of course we're talking to black, of course I'm talking to only black person. I go to a room, I'll be like, any black people in here? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially want, in music. I don't want to talk to y'all, to other bass players about the four, the same four concertos that we got. I don't care what concerto you playing. I could, bitch, I could take a guess right now and get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I spent so much to to no one's fault, but I spent so much of my studies as a violist thinking I was the only one, like thinking I was something special. And I'm not saying I'm not, but it's just like I literally thought I was the only. Can you relax? <laughs> I literally thought I was the only black violist. I thought. I mean, I went to school with Andrew Francois, so. I knew he was was out here. I'm like, okay, us too. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gateways is deep with black violas. It literally, so who I was talking to? I was talking to Peyton the other day. Yeah, I remember in the Peyton outside of Hatch, and he he was like, you know, when I think about black black string players, they're like all violas, and I'm like, exactly, they are. We got four black violas here. Oh shoot, Eastman. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, shoot! We got like, four black violas. We, we we try to program the you you not we yeah. I ain't doing nothing. You try to <laughs> I mean it's real like Delaney down on this recital. Delaney programming the um the recital we want to do during Black History Month, the selection right uh viola duet viola trio viola quartet <laughs> viola solo like <laughs> like it's deep like black violas are deep here. I mean respectively because it's viola you know what I'm saying so it's like. Out of all the interest for, for me to think I was alone. Right. We have no shortage of singers and, sorry, vocalists. We have right, this, we learned that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> the difference between a singer and a vocalist. Right. We have we have no shortage of violists and vocalists here. Right. It's, it, it's so, so, so to the thing. So for me, when I go into a, um, a space, a classical space, like if I'm at an audition, I'm like, where are the black people at? Y'all? Yeah. Y'all right. here? Y'all like, <laughs> hey, y'all. What are we doing afterwards? <laughs> This is like, really? I, don't, I don't know. I just can't, I can't, I, I, and also like, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm of a particular age. Oh my God. You in this particular age. Bro. Listen. Um, so it's just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm grown. All right. So I'm not, I don't care what y'all think because meanwhile, every first of the month that my landlord contacted me 
every 15th, CarMax is contacting me. Ain't contacting nobody else. So I don't care what you think. Like, if you see me squat up, like, in Lori Hall right. with a gaggle of us, Kiki Keen, mind your business. Keep walking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, So we talk about, like, um, black people not talking to each other. Like, how, how did you feel about that? I was deep in my feelings. Well, not at first. Yeah, you were really affected by it, right? Yeah, I was. Because I just, I don't even want to think about that time. Like, I was just so, by the time I got to my, like, close to spring break of my freshman year, I was so, I just wanted to go home so badly. And I never get homesick. Like, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't even, like, I just, I just miss black people. Like, I think I said this, I might have said this on another episode. I have a friend that goes to Spelman. And I'm like, can you just put the camera out on the quad so I can see? (laughs) I call her up, I'll be like, girl, I ain't seen a black person in days. (laughs) Like that, like that thing for the Titanic. She's like, it's been 84 years. All right. That's me. She called me, I'm all pale because my melanin deficiency. All right. Actually, I'm ready to go. Um, Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. (laughs) Good. Like I was deep in my feelings, and it's just because I didn't realize. Like since I've always just been, I've always lived in a black neighborhood, a neighborhood that is so black that if I saw a white person there, I would literally do a quadruple take <laughs> <laughs> because they're just never there. Right. Like, I would, right. Like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to be like, get out of my, you right, know. Right. But like, it's just not. It's you just don't see them there. Right. Um. So I've just been in that in black neighborhood black orchestra black family black church like blacky black 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 exactly (laughs) (laughs) like to come here and then like and i've been in in situations similar to this like when i was at interlocking for the summer that was six weeks but i saw i was like you know it'll just be like that but longer but i didn't realize how deeply that was gonna affect me Mm -hmm. because when you're around black people we're we're making like cultural references that only we you know references to how we grew up like everybody mama did the same right all that so like i just didn't realize that like a lot of people are like oh being black is not all of me and i can separate that from blase blase i can't that being black for me is like intertwined in literally everything that i say and do the way i speak the way just the way i act everything it's just like it's it's a little bit of black and literally everything yeah i feel like that's the way (laughs) remember i speak remember i speak when we went to the thing on cold switch and we gotta say this for another episode (laughs) I didn't mean for it to be that loud. I didn't mean for it to be that loud, but I just like listen, I'm black, yo. Like, um oh I don't know, someone said something it was like he was like, Oh, like uh cold switching is like hard or whatever my Yup, that's why I don't do it. Huh? And I didn't know it was that loud. Like, mm-hmm, that's why I don't do it. I was like <laughs> The girl in front of us turned around and started laughing. I was like, oh, shoot. I didn't know it was that loud. Because I'm, I, you, what you see is what you get with me. It's like, like, I was like, everything I do is black. Because mm. it's, it's who I am. And like, everything I do is Jamaican. Like, stuff, you, if you're around me long enough, stuff will slip. Like, yesterday at the taco night, I was like, even little, little things like, uh, I was oh, like, you, you hot this up? yeah, you got to hot this up. Richard was like, hot this up. I'm like, you have to hot it up. Yes. <laughs> or it's like, even like in, in my lessons, I'm just telling be like, play that again. I'd be like, mm. you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or like Melissa was, Melissa asked me, I was, 
one of the excerpts this, this semester is uh Don Quixote and I was like <laughs> I, she was like do you know this, you know the story of this I'm like yep Don Quixote and his little friend Sancho Panzo or whatever <laughs> and she was like no I was like because it's so black to be like his little friend you know like your mom be like mm, your little friend right. or whatever I'm not one of your little friends right so mm-hmm. I was like uh yeah Don Quixote and his little friend and she was like what's the friend's name and I'm like I don't know Ray his Ray. Little, <laughs> Oh, on a Thanksgiving episode when you was like, your TT called you and said, and I said, I literally have a name TT. <laughs> like, I just, I don't separate. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to front like I didn't because I think a lot of, I think a lot of black people from my high school, if you were, will attest to the same thing. I'm not going to say all of us, but if you were of the black people that were taking the AP classes and were taking the honors classes, you're literally separate from like if i if i wanted to have like black black interaction like yeah we lit we that's for lunch and Mm -hmm. pe flat out because aside from that like you're in these classes there's only a few of you who are taking the ap and the honors classes and you're spread out among several sections among several teachers so this idea of like having to put on a voice and having to like code switch and stuff like that, it was deep. And yeah. like, I just got, I literally got exhausted of doing that. So I couldn't, I couldn't find that voice for you. If I, if you put it in Google maps, like <laughs> I literally, like I, what you see is what you get. That's exactly what it was. Like, um, that's what drew that pushed me like over the edge of wanting to go home so badly. It was because I never felt comfortable being myself here. Like, and I, and I had to undo a lot of that. Like how you're talking about the, the white voice and the code switching. And it's so second nature to me because every time I would go to a place, I, I uh, applied to a lot of private schools, a lot of those really fancy private schools. Like when I was a kid mm-hmm. and um, going to, you know, every now and then I would go into a space that was like really, really white. And my mom would always tell me, represent. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was with good intention, yeah. but that really instilled in me that like, I may be the first black person this person has ever met. And mm-hmm. I have to, w- the way I act right now is going to could shape the way that they see all black people. So now I'm all on edge. I'm not being myself. I'm, you know, I'm sure that's not, that was not her intention by telling right. me that. But like that is still like to this day, something I'm having to work out of yeah. because I have been like, I have, met people where i can tell i'm the first black person mm-hmm. they've ever met which is insane to me yeah because black people are everywhere like literally every i mean where what what world do you live in when you don't see black people like and i mean like for for me it's like if i were to hear something like that like i feel like i still represent first of all like i might i speak the way i speak but i can speak in coherent sentences because even though you see you might see me lit like hey what we you right. know what i'm saying like there's a time and a place for everything. I'm not walking past uh, Dean Rossi being like, hey, what up, dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Today? You know, I'm, there's right, a, what we finna do? We might could go over there to the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love me a good mic could. <laughs> Y'all be taking me down with that. I hate that. I love it. <laughs> we might, you might could do da da da. I love it. Like, there's, there's a time and a place for everything. Like, even though my teacher, whatever, we be in there throwing shade back and forth. It's like, he's still my teacher. He's still professor of viola Mm -hmm. i'm not in there like mr taylor so uh i ain't practiced this because like (laughs) 
that's not the, there's literally a time and a place I, I go into my lessons professional good morning mr taylor this is what i'm working on today right. can you help me with this whatever whatever can you listen to this time and a place but i'm like for me like that like high school like my blackness isn't good enough type like mentality i'm just i'm not doing that anymore so mm-hmm. like i i don't i don't know like i'm just in this new place in my life i love it. i remember Kermaine had me cracking up one time because <clears throat> he went to go see the re live and he was like he called me he's like girl I just want to see the re live I said really where he was like yeah but I couldn't have been in there with you because <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not are you kidding <laughs> he's like girl I couldn't have been in there with you because you would have ascended to a level that <laughs> I was like if you don't get off my phone <laughs> Because you know, me and Katie don't stop. It don't matter what oh. hour, what hour of the night it is, we on 10. <laughs> it don't matter. We At can, least. And meanwhile, 10 seconds before, we just complain, I'm so tired. My eyes are burning. Right. But once one of us gets started, oh, it's building up to. After Jasmine's recital today. <laughs> okay, Lark. Okay, right. floating above. Right. Tweet, tweet, tweet. She came out there. Oh, Jasmine, her sound. She sound like a Lark. And I was like, okay, tweet, tweet. <laughs> but that's like. Imagine if we didn't talk to each other. Right. Especially like I can't she I think she was happy with her performance, but there was something that went wrong that mm-hmm. she that she was upset about. And you know, just having people pipe you up and be like, Oh girl, I was the, I didn't know you created the oboe. Like <laughs> Okay, like, oh shoot, okay, look out. Right. Now your profession's sweating because <laughs> job on a line. <laughs> like it's just i don't know it's i don't know it's amazing right i literally got to a point (laughs) like i think i mentioned this briefly i got to a point where i was so uncomfortable being myself like just because i in in the thing about my experience here like socially i feel like i really gave it the old college try i am not a social person i do not like being out here I I would be I would rather be hungry than get out of my bed and go get some food. That which blows my mind. Delaney, Delaney, let's pull over. Delaney, Delaney annoys me or annoys my spirit to a point. It's not to Delaney. It's mind you, it'd be like nine o'clock. She'd be like, "Well, girl, come on, we have to hurry up and do this because I only had a Jolly Rancher and some Pepsi today." I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, you never had never had a Delaney lunch before. Annoying! You came over here today eating a Jolly Rancher. I did. I did. Okay, lunch. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what was that? <laughs> you, you being social, <laughs> right? And I, I literally went to. I went to big parties. I went to uh, frat parties. I went to mm-hmm. studio. Right. I was trying literally anything. I went to studio parties. Co- co- frat parties. We're not talking about the cubes. We're talking about the <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I went to, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a walk with this person. I went to things that I knew in the back of my mind I would not like. But I was like, never say never. Let's just see, you know, whatever. And I feel like I really, really tried. I went to a whole bunch of different things, talked to a whole bunch of different people. It just never clicked. I was mm-hmm. like my sense of humor, black, my everything. Right. Like, it's just, and not that I can't be, fr- I'm not saying I can't be friends with, you know, with white people and people that are not black. Because I do have a couple, but like the bulk of my even i mean my i, I mean I, I hang out with you a lot mm-hmm. for sure but even even like my megan Letitia, like those people are not black and yeah. i like i 
Hang out people with are like Latisha not black. <laughs> no, <laughs> not come for Latisha, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Latisha, Megan, um, Christina, who's no longer here. I think she's student teaching right now. I haven't spoken to her in a, in a little minute. But like the friends who I hung with, Danny, the people I hung out with when I first came here, not black people. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying. So it's not like I'm incapable. Also, shout out to my friend Eileen, like one of my closest friends. You know what I'm saying. It's like I'm not incapable of hanging out with you know what right. i'm saying but like sometimes we'll get there like sometimes it's just like you want to feel like you belong to something and it's hard to feel that sometimes right it's just not it just was not working for me like i would literally get to my room after being in class all day and the second i closed my door it was like an exhale like I, oh wow my gosh like i could finally <laughs> be myself wow. right like it was bad by that time i just felt so buttoned up all mm-hmm. the time because i could not be and i remember when you said that when you when you said that at sphinx well, that I, said, mm-hmm, I, don't do it. I literally was it was it, it sounds so dumb when i say it but i was like oh i it literally never occurred to me just to not do it i literally just <laughs> you just stop you stop but i got back and i was like okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop and then i just couldn't like I'm you stop turning like, on the voice you stop thinking that you're not good enough you stop i mean you go, girl and i'll be too exhausted anyway i say any old thing anyway well i have to remind myself in, in my music ed seminars to be like girl you got to speak in coherent sentences we can't be like girl anyway um wrap it up like you know like <clears throat> right but you know sometimes you let things slip like when you was working what you, what'd you say you say oh yeah they not down for that <laughs> freaking austin that was hilarious my okay so what delaney's what delaney's talking about so i was the orientation assistant this this year so um the director of student activities named asked me to make a call <laughs> he asked me to make a call to like find out something about some chairs or something i don't know what he needed so i would i go to him and i'm like yeah so they're not down for that blah blah blah. he was like word girl (laughs) he was like where did that come from what are you talking about and i was like man my bad (laughs) because again like i don't code switch but there's a time and a place so if you want to call that code switching you can but i think code switching is completely different for for me i really operate by time and place like i really shouldn't have been like to my boss (laughs) and like now he's no longer my boss so like we're friends so I might be like, hey, what up, Austin? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, what's good? What's good? You know, he, Liddy, fine, Liddy. No. <laughs> but like in that context, he was my boss. So I really shouldn't have been like, so anyway, like what they said, like they not really down for that. You know what I'm saying? What's it? What's it? Like blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you remember I said all that to him? He literally looked like, look at you like he was speaking Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what made us start thinking about this topic? And I think we kind of alluded to this like on our very first episode. Right, right. So I think the main thing that made us start thinking about this is when we realized, when we finally met in the way in which we met was ridiculous. Really? <laughs> like what? So for those of y'all that don't remember, we talked a little bit about this in our pilot episode. But me and Katie met, first of all, we came into East Met the same year, the very same year, 2016. We met in 2018 it was 2018 we, we haven't even known each other for a year yet oh shoot we met in 2018 in a whole other state in a whole and, other and mind state. you we could have met in rochester but i didn't even i didn't even put together the fact that you and richard were going to the sphinx, the, the, the yeah. sphinx as well so and also like when i because i had my viola with me i don't play that like i'm boarding when i'm supposed to board yeah. 
Um, so they said group three. I said, do, do, do. Here oh, we go. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I could put my viola in the thing and close it. Um, so yeah, I like I literally met you and I met you. We <clears throat> talked a bit at the airport yeah, and then right. we got separated. Mm-hmm. And then I think I saw you by chance, mm-hmm. like by the elevators. I was like, Delaney, we uh, right. we get some Chinese like, or something. We were doing something. Right. And I was like, let me get her number because I'm not going to get left out here. <laughs> like, it was just insane. And then we came back and then we were like, literally, we could have met down the street. Exactly. But we met in a whole other state. That's the, And it's embarrassing. Low like key. almost two years later. Like <laughs> that's low key embarrassing. Yeah. I ain't finna f- because it's like, and it's not like Eastman's not a big place, it's not. but it's it. But so you know everyone, but I and I've seen Delaney around, and it's like I guess it's kind of weird to go up to something. I mean, like Jasmine will tell you, I literally went up to my like, hey girl, so what we <laughs> we making tacos? What we doing? Sushi? What we what we doing? Um, but and I think it's be it's it's because of what happened at Sphinx why I'm kind of like that now. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be like, so, hey, girl, um, whatever. When I saw Adrian, I was like, hey, so we're in the same studio. Right. When um, I saw Brianna, I was like, hey. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, she she met me with all kind of whatever, but we cool now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, like, important, like, if, if that's what you, if you want to, if you want to be involved in blackness, you just got to seek it out and just like try to build a community because I, I think it's important, especially like when I tell you, like ever since I met like the majority of the friends that I have now, like Kermaine, uh, Jason, Eddie, Marco, when I met them at Gateways and then later at Color Music, it's like, it's, it's been like my sis, Caitlin, shout out to Caitlin. Um, it's just been like a completely different experience in classical music because no one is going to ride for you. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I'm not saying your, um, your, your other friends is gonna, aren't going to ride for you because Cindy surely did message me and say, Hey sis, the application for a so-and-so orchestra, cause I ain't putting my business out there <laughs> is due today. Did you turn it in? You know, mm-hmm. but that's to, in my experience, that's rare. Yeah. And that's like, that's why when I saw that message, I'm like, bless your heart. Like, I'm like, that's how I'm like, Cindy's a real one. You know what I'm saying? But, um, no one will ride for you like that. Cause that group chat we have, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's actually like, uh, normally group chats annoy me, but it's like 50% trifling, 50% like, girl, did you apply to this? It's due today. Did you do this orchestra? What about this fellowship? Did you apply to this thing? You know, they got travel money for this. You know, you got this. Did you apply to this conference? We go into this thing. Like, it's it's always, it's like, especially when we get to the height of audition season, it's like every day there's something in there. Did you apply to this thing? It's due today. That, like, you have, meanwhile, you have people in your own studio that will look you in your face and not tell you anything. Exactly, because, and a lot of people will look at things that they don't qualify for and then exit right out. Meanwhile, if I see something, if I can't do it, even if I can do it, even if I am doing it, but especially if it's something that I can't apply for, I'm flipping through my mental Rolodex. Who do I know that fits this qualification? that could apply for this (laughs) like minnesota the i saw minnesota put that when i put that thing in the group chat Mm -hmm. the other day i saw i came across that like that second and i'm like well if i can't get it i'd rather jason caitlin Mm -hmm. kermaine get it then then you know what i'm saying like why not you know what i'm saying and it's like i just don't understand like i just don't have that experience thus far um with people with something competitive like this i'm not talking about my friends who be like girl did you do your homework today is due today i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like 
people who just like make sure you're good i could text richard anytime and be like yo can you help me with this he'd be like as long as he's not you know whatever teaching a class he'll be like yeah whatever i, I got you you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like it's so so different when you have a community of people it's not even just like your friends you have like a community of people that are just looking out for you like they want you to do well and it's just like in my experience i just, I just don't have that you know you have people who will make you take l's mm-hmm. and watch you take an l just just to knock you off just to knock you off your game just to lessen the competition i'm like you look dumb mm-hmm you look stupid. You know why? Because when the last time, the when uh, since when uh, St. Louis Orchestra Symphony did their viola audition, some not St. Louis, it was like Cincinnati. Some like a hundred and twenty viola showed up. You gonna have competition everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So is it does, to me it doesn't make sense. You might as well ride. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, we could call Cremain at any time. Literally. Literally. <laughs> He answers no matter what. Shout out to Kermaine, friend of the show. <laughs> um, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had people calling me being like, are you good? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just different. And I, I don't I don't know. It's just like been like the best. It's been the best thing. Right. It's super beneficial. And um, I think another thing that made us start thinking about this is like after being at Sphinx, we realized that other black people and other <laughs> music schools are talking to each other are they're meeting up mm-hmm. they're having fun together we like why on earth am i sitting in my dorm room on a friday night doing nothing right when i could be out here making tacos with my friends like right. i was last night man <laughs> that's, and the thing is like we had such a good time and it's not right. like you know and to be to be like real with y'all i think i think like 75 percent of the time we talked about eastman and I, half of the time was Dragon Theory. <laughs> but it was just like, it was just laced with like blackness. Like every approach to it was like, how, how much movie class do we got to take on the same seven raggedy notes? Right. <laughs> right. You got me messed up in, in the following ways. Right. <laughs> right. I ain't, I ain't doing no, no dictation, which y'all mean. But blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it was laced with that kind of like, that kind of like uh talking but it was talking right. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was laced with uh that kind of speaking but it was like just like classically black we could have put a microphone in there that could have right. been that would have been an epi- literally would have been an episode sessions richard is my tutor he'd be like so this joint right here <laughs> <laughs> richard richard get on my nerve with that theory stuff because he'd be like oh, you know what the chord this is i'm like i don't care right he's like so uh so i have diminished blase blase that joint goes like this and then this joint over here it's the same one but then this joint right here i'm like what is the answer and then the other one be in like, the other <laughs> it's just like when you yeah it's like we it's just been it's been different like we we hang out game night learn to play spades at eastman right you of know what i'm places. saying all, all of all of the places like come to eastman get your artist diploma and learn how to play, play spades <laughs> um so i i don't know i i think like um after hearing i remember speaking to melissa white a couple summers ago she told me about her like when she went to curtis mm-hmm. she's she got all the black people together and they went to the movies and i and i was like why don't we do that at eastman like why can't we just Right. do and i think and we did that that our game night was like so successful we just we just sent a message like hey y'all we're playing this is a and taboo and some other stuff and we're gonna have some snacks like come through mm-hmm. and people came through because people right. i feel like they want you want to be part of a community you want to be a part of like something bigger than yourself i don't know i just feel like it's just um i don't, I don't know i think it's important right um so 
if let us know if you have these experiences if you agree with us if you disagree with us let us know um if any if you try these things if you if you try to find community you, let us know in the comments if you have any advice for other people um when they're trying to create a sense of community yeah let us know, let us know what you think on the topic and we're moving on to black excellence okay so this week's black excellence um is andrew brady andrew drew <laughs> Um, I actually don't know Andrew. Um, I know him through social media, but um, and we interact sometimes because he's hilarious. <laughs> but um, aside from that, I have not met him in person. I don't think. Maybe mm. I, mm, I don't. My memory's trash. Andrew is the principal bassoon player of the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, um, and he joined the Atlanta Symphony back in 2016. Um, we already knew Andrew was signing from the beginning because if you were on From the Top, right? Um, he uh, performed on From the Top in 2010, um, and then he went on to attend Colburn um, for his uh, bachelor degree. And then after that, he appeared with the Los Angeles Opera Company, Orpheus Chamber Orchestra, um, the Coburn School Orchestra, of course, um, before landing his um, prestigious seat <laughs> as principal soon player in Atlanta Symphony. Um, so that I just think that's just absolutely fantastic. And you actually know Andrew. Yeah, for those of y'all that, that, you know, don't know, which is pretty much anyone, um, I played the bassoon in high school. Um, and Andrew was my teacher for a little bit because my school, well, one, the, the first high school that I went to had like a partnership with Colburn. So while he was a student there, um, I was assigned to him and he was my bassoon teacher. Toot toot. <laughs> Not toot toot. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, um, link the website where you can read more about Andrew on the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra page. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we'll also link his socials so you can follow him on socials. Um, yeah, that's our black excellence. So so exciting. Um, you got a piece this week you forgot about, so or are we getting out of here. Sure do. <laughs> here you go. Not getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot about and I don't know what made me look this up, but divorce like eight. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love that symphony. I don't even I don't even know what made me look it up. Um oh you know what I do know. Um and we haven't talked about divorce like pretty much at all up until this point. I don't think we have. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but um that's surprising especially considering his jello cachetto. <laughs> but um I was listening to I saw this something on my YouTube talking about best cello or no best melodies mm -hmm. um like from symphonies and it had the composers and I was like, Oh the divorce one, it's gotta be divorce mm -hmm. it, it must be. Right. The <laughs> the opening cello line gotta be it wasn't but you know whatever um 
it was English horn solo from Dvorak Nine, which I guess. But I actually really like the English yeah. horn. Oh yeah, I really like the English horn too. But if we're talking about melody wise, yeah, you know. But um, yeah. So I started listening to that symphony last night. I'm like, yeah. That first, first of all, the cello melody in the first movement. What? <laughs> and then the last movement, that flute solo. I don't even know what like i know y'all be breathing hard when y'all see that coming up and i'm so sorry that he did that to you <laughs> but it sounds amazing and mm. <laughs> thank you for suffering through it for, <laughs> for the benefit of others because it's lit the whole symphony lit and actually i'm not gonna say that because i can't really i'm blanking on the middle two movements mm-hmm. but that's also like very common for me to blank on the middle two movements of symphonies for whatever reason except when we talk about track, track five who blanks on the movements who oh well <laughs> how could you <laughs> How could you? <laughs> um, it's exciting to see you stand for Dvorak. I enjoy Dvorak, but I don't stand. I don't stand for him either. I don't know too, uh, like as much, but that symphony, also because I've played it a lot, mm. but that symphony goes. And I've heard people say that Dvorak is not a good orchestrator. I can uh, agree with I that don't. to a certain extent. I mean, I ain't writing no parts, so I ain't saying too much. But. <laughs> right, I haven't played enough Dvorak to say whether or not. I feel like I've only played eight and nine. I played eight nine. I feel like I played another one. I can't remember which one. Which not memorable to me. I'm, yeah, it's, it's weird. Depends. I've never really played. I don't think I've played anything outside of any divorce outside of those two symphonies. I might have played seven. Girl, you know I don't even. I know might have played seven, but I couldn't hum it to you. <laughs> right, <laughs> but you did that with number eight. Hey, auntie. <laughs> I'm gonna just start coming up with all kind of pet names for these composers. <laughs> you imagine? Auntie. Wow. Annie. You did that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Um, Delaney's going to link her uh, favorite recording of Dvorak 8 in the description. Sure will. Um, yeah, follow us on social media. Um, like, comment, share, and let us know what you think about this episode in the comments. And we will see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>